Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. everybody good afternoon good morning good wherever in the world you are this is reverend terry power and you are listening to ujvala radio on the spiritual unity radio network and uh it's good time to be here we're uh we're excited and i'm joined tonight as uh all good nights uh by my uh lovely and talented and you know actually beautiful uh <laughs> Uh, best friend, partner, uh, wife. Hi, darling. Hi, Robin. Hi, honey. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Excited <laughs> about tonight's show. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna finish up the niyamas tonight. Yes, we are. Uh, we started off last week with this. Um, I'm gonna guess somewhat uh, ambitious, perhaps overly so, uh, idea <laughs> that we. We were going to discuss the the uh, the yamas and the niyamas in one one hour show, and uh, it was demonstrated to us uh, you know, very shortly after the break that that was beyond uh, our capability to be that quick and succinct. So yeah, <laughs> so so here we are, and. All right, it's all good because this is a, this is a lot of stuff to cover, and it's the it's the core work. You know, when we look at the at the the Yoga Sutra, and Patanjali is talking about the yamas and the niyamas, is the work you do before you even find the comfortable place to sit, and mm-hmm. you know, which is you know all the asana that's mentioned in. Um, you know, in the sutras. So all of this is the personal work, uh, the the lifestyle kind of work. And so there's a lot to cover here. Um, before we do, though, I want to get uh, back to uh, reminding everybody that this is a call-in show. Uh, you can call in at 646-564-9714. 
and you can sit there in the chat room in the uh the the, the uh switchboard and listen again that's 646-564-9714 uh, you can sit there and listen in uh or you can hit the one button and it will hold up a hand or a little flag on the switchboard that will tell us that you want to speak and we'll be able to bring you on and you can join the show live and join the conversation, comment, ask questions, uh, generally participate in the show. Uh, also, we've got the chat room available. If you uh, log in to www.blogtalkradio.com, that's blogtalkradio.com, spelled just like it sounds, no break, no, no, no spaces, and sign up for a free account. Then when you're listening to the show, you can click to join the chat room, and you can uh, text us and join into the conversation with other, uh, other listeners that are logged into the chat room. And you'd be surprised the directions this can take. Um, very often, the conversation in the chat room is only marginally about the topic we're discussing. And sometimes it's completely off on a tangent. So uh, you're always missing a good time if you're not hanging out in the chat room with the other listeners. And so with all of that said, I uh, do also want to remind you, uh, go to our Facebook page, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center on Facebook. Click like, tell your friends. And uh, also the website is UjvalaAYC.com. And you can go there, uh, uh, click to uh, sign up to be a friend of Ujvala, and you'll start getting a uh, newsletter that'll have show announcements, some uh, uh, updates on our blog posts, some of the programs that are going on. And uh, that will just uh, help you to stay in touch with Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center. And speaking of announcements, I believe, Robin, you have an announcement about uh, a program that's launching in September. Yeah, um, that's going to be our, my Inspire program. And Inspire is um, going to be a wellness group, um, which is basically going to meet once a week on Zoom. And um, we will talk about all aspects of wellness, whatever your wellness goals may be whether it is to lose some weight or feel uh, healthier, you know, more fit, or you have some anxiety or depression issues that you want some help with. Um, we'll talk about all of these things in relationship to Ayurveda and the answers that Ayurveda offers to all of these issues. Um, and you will, you know, learn about how to help yourself with Ayurvedic techniques that have been being used for over 3,500 years in India. Um, and basically, too, it'll be a great social outlet because, you know, a lot of us aren't able to get together uh, with other people. And every Thursday, I'm sorry, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, we will all get together and we'll chat for a little while and we'll talk about our goals and our challenges and our successes and support each other, and it'll be a great uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Uh, also, if you become a member of the Inspire Wellness Group, you will receive a link 
which will give you a meditation to help you every morning set your intention for that day. So whatever your goal is, you're going to take, it's going to be like a five or seven minute meditation. It's not going to be long single day because we all know it's a great thing to start your day with a, you know, affirmation of what, what it is, what is your goal. And it won't take long. And there are going to be a lot of other things that we're going to talk about um, and how to start your day with some self-love and a little bit of, you know, how do I take care of me before I have to get up and take care of everybody else and everything else at work, at home. Uh, so it's going to be a great uh, support group from that standpoint. I hate to use that word. It sounds so cliche nowadays. You know, everybody wants it to be something else. But that's really what we're going to be offering is kindness, support, caring, patience, and it will be um, available to anybody who wants to join up. However, I will limit the number of participants, uh, and there will be a new group. Um, won't a, a new group will not start again until six for six months. So it'll be a six-month cycle. It takes about six months to change habits, which is what we're looking to do. And this group is totally free. Um, and I mean, you're not going to find this kind of um, fun, innovative, educational uh, t- type of group meeting anywhere else. So come in and join us, Inspire Wellness Group. If you're interested, you can write to me at inspire at ujvala, A-Y-C.com. Yay. Um, and yeah, I see I did it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting to know it. And um, if, if you need to know how to spell that, it is Ujvala is U J J A V A L U J J V A L A A Y C dot com. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I heard you. I heard you making noises, and you were waiting for me to screw it up. Uh, I I have this thing where if I'm writing, I can spell anything, but if I have to say it out loud, sometimes it doesn't always make it to the to my mouth. So I apologize for my uh, my my issues affliction. with that. Yeah, my affliction. <laughs> it's a kind of a spelling dyslexia thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and only if it's, only if it's verbal, I think maybe I was traumatized by a spelling bee in, in elementary school. I don't know. That, that must be it. That must be it. That must be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story we're going to stick with anyway. That's right. <laughs> tragic spelling bee incident. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Film at eleven. So. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a mood tonight. Uh, it's been a fun week already. Uh, let's see. So that's going to be very cool. And also, uh, we're going to be creating a private Facebook group mm-hmm. to go uh, that along goes with along with the Inspire group. So only the members of the group will be able to get into the Facebook group and communicate right. amongst yourselves. It will be a closed group so that well, you know, you're going to be talking about goals. You're going to be talking about challenges. You're going to be talking mm-hmm. about stuff you don't want out there in the regular world, in the general exactly. public. So we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about people in our lives that create challenges for us emotionally, 
Um, and, and otherwise, this is going to be a very safe place for you to express yourself. So no worries about, you know, oh, my Aunt Sally might read it on Facebook and tell my mom or tell my, you know, my boss or unless, whatever. Unless so. Aunt Sally is also in the group, that is not going to happen. Right, exactly. Right. So, all right. So uh, thank you, Robin, for uh, letting everybody know about that. Uh, I'm excited about it as well, and we're looking forward to getting this started. So uh, as Robin said at the beginning, we started off uh, last week with the Yamas. Again, the idea was we were going to do both the Yamas and the Niyamas, but we didn't get there. But I thought we would recap very briefly uh, the Yamas, which are, according to the eight limbs of Ashtanga Yoga uh, in the uh, Yoga Sutra by uh, Sage Patanjali, the Yamas are the don't-dos, the non-violence, ahimsa. Ahimsa is non-violence. Satya is truthfulness. You know, do not lie. Uh, the uh, asteya is don't steal. Uh, brahmacharya is don't scatter your energy to the four winds and expect to have any left for the purpose at hand. Uh, the brahmacharya actually literally means walking with God. And it's about moderating your energy and focusing. And then lastly is... Um, a paragraha, which is non-hoarding or not being greedy, not hanging on to stuff that doesn't that we don't need uh, or accumulating unnecessarily. You know, he who dies with the most toys does not always win. And a paragraha addresses that very issue. So tonight we're going to pick up with the niyamas or the dues. These are the... Um, uh, I, I don't want to use the word disciplines, but they're the things, the, the observations, the things that we should be doing in our lives. I'm going to list all five of them very quickly, and then we will jump into a discussion of each. So, satya is purity or cleanliness. Santosha is, some people will think of a you know, restaurant with little hors d'oeuvres, but this is... Uh, This is not that. This is tapas or self-discipline or right action. Uh, Svadhyaya, that one, my Western tongue is still getting wrapped around some of the Sanskrit. I apologize. (laughs) Uh, That is the study of self, uh, looking within, looking at ourselves. Uh, Some people think of self-study when you say it's self-study, they think, oh, well, I'm going to be studying on my own. No, we're going to be studying ourselves. And uh, that's a little more challenging. And then the last one of these, let's see how badly I screw this up, is Vara Pranadana. And that one is <laughs> devotion. Good. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, devotion to a higher power. Um Those of you that are familiar with Patanjali do recognize that there is reference to a higher power. It doesn't name that higher power. Uh, Patanjali never addresses a name, but he does recognize the the presence of some divine being. 
in his uh, in his work here. So, uh, so backing up, uh, let's see. We're going to start off with Sacha, purity or cleanliness. I think cleanliness is probably a better way to approach this. Purity brings on all of these ideas that, first of all, that the body is dirty. And there's only three religions on the planet that actually think the body is is dirty. The rest of the religions on the planet, the rest of the spirituality on the planet, pretty much recognizes that the body is simply the body we're incarnated into and we go on about our, our lives. So seeking to purify the body is probably, uh, except for maybe spiritual cleanliness, is probably uh, outside the realm of this discussion, outside the realm of possibility. You know, we're, we're not trying to purify the body. Uh, we can never be totally pure. We can never be totally perfectly clean. That's just the biology of it. So seeking anything resembling that is an obsession that will drive you to distraction and remove your focus from what's really important. The idea here of purity is more about hygiene, physical, mental, and spiritual hygiene. You know, for years, I, I used to do shows on psychic hygiene. You know, grounding and uh, centering and uh, shielding and all of those things that, that, you know, are, you know, the psychic hygiene. Well, spiritual hygiene, mental hygiene, and physical hygiene all come into play here. And all of this is about keeping your mind and body and your spirit calm and in a sense of peace. Now, if you look around, you, oh, sorry, dropping things all over the place here. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you were talking about purification. Um, when I think of purification, I think of, uh, you know, detoxing your liver and purifying the body that way, and as well as, you know, when you, when you, breathe deeply you you purify the lungs and mm. um so like that's how i think of purification when i hear purification yeah well i think of detoxing certainly as detoxing and certainly of value and certainly within the realm of this conversation you know certainly that would be a part of satya and does it approach purity though that's a, i guess a philosophical conversation for another time for another time but yeah uh, but no, it certainly does uh, fall within the realm of Satya, even by my definition, because we're talking about we're talking about doing the best we can to you know look deeply at the body, you know, doing the things that we can do, um, you know, to you know to cleanse ourselves, to detox. Let's face it, our bodies are going to age and break down. Purity is not a true option. But if we can declutter our, our bodies, you know, like the, like the uh, uh, detox that, that Robin's talking about, 
you know, certainly doing a, you know, quarterly, you know, mono diet of, you know, you know, kitchery and ghee and doing some sort of, um, you know, quarterly detox and, you know, bodily reset is certainly not outside the realm of sacha and purity and cleanliness. It's hygiene. It's, you know, internal hygiene. You know, keeping your body clean and not smelling bad. Uh, so that you're not smelling offensive odors, that's going to distract you from, you know, from the, the the focus and the spiritual. Remember, everything about these eight limbs is guiding you toward super perfect focus. So anything yeah, that yeah. distracts us, go ahead. You know, when you when you do not feel physically clean. It's very hard to have a uh, positive mental attitude, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. I was watching a thing on TV. Yeah, I was watching a thing on TV recently where there's this this group. In, I think it was in in California, in one of the cities in California, like San San Francisco or San Diego, um, where there's a group that goes around and rounds up some homeless people, and this, they do this every weekend. And they give them a haircut, and they give them fresh clothes, and they um, give them a shower. They have this, like, shower thing that, that's portable, you know, one of those, like, semi-truck things. And there are showers inside. Um, and they get a shower, and they get a haircut, and they get fresh clothes and shoes. And it makes them feel so much better. I mean, just the simple act of being able to go somewhere and get a shower and a haircut, get a shave if they want one, um, and, um, you know, just makes them feel clean. so much better. Yeah. And just, just the act of getting clean and, and, and these guys and these, and these women were so grateful for this because it, every week, every weekend, they knew they could look forward to this and they knew that somebody cared and they could physically feel clean. And, and that always put them in a better mental attitude. The one woman who was actually a volunteer used to be one of the homeless people and she managed to, um, through this, you know, feel better mentally and, and, and get help. And she was telling her story. It was all part of the, the piece. So it was really kind of uplifting. But it also showed the power of something as simple as having fresh, clean clothes and being able to get a shower. And what kind of the power that has on our whole psyche and emotions and on our body. Oh, absolutely. We, it's part of that. Something we have, yeah. Something many of us just take for granted that you're going to get up in the morning and be able to take a shower, which goes back to that whole thing about when you wake up in the morning, you should be gra- you should be grateful for everything. So yeah. go ahead, keep going. <laughs> no, I mean that that's it. I mean it's part of that mental hygiene, and remember again that everything about these eight limbs is about helping us to prepare for the ultimate goal of self actualization and perfect focus perfect concentration and becoming one with the object that we are observing and that is all part of the funnel we're you know we're doing the 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 don't do's which change our lives and how people approach us and removes distractions then we get to to Satya, which is cleanliness and purity, and we seek to declutter. If we declutter our minds, we declutter our houses, then we are better able to focus. 
you know, scrub the floors, yep. take a bath, do all of the things that remove distractions. See, again, it's all about removing distractions. Robin, you were going to say. Yeah, and one of the other things about this self-purification is this comes right down to your choices in things like the food that you eat, the emotions you allow yourself to experience, the thoughts that you have that come into your mind and your body. Um, You know, you've, you've probably heard a saying, something to the effect of, you can't always control what happens to you, but the only thing you can control is how you react, right? So if mm-hmm. something bad happens, let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic and, and you know, you can, you can choose to scream and yell and carry on for five minutes and curse them and, you know, gesticulate with your hands and, you know, rev your car and go up right behind them and get real close and try to intimidate them because, you know, they cut you off. Or you can just lay back and say, eh, well, uh, he must be in a hurry and not let it bother you. And this is part of that purification. Now, I'm not saying everybody's perfect and that in all cases that's what you're going to do. But the majority of the time, we really don't need to have that kind of negative reaction. And it's really not worth that negative, you know, all the negative chemicals that you're creating in your body by allowing that to stress you out. And there are lots of other examples I could offer in that regard. And, And emotions, too. I mean, if you're having negative emotions like that, that's all part of the not purifying your body. So these are all things that you have to think about. What kind of thoughts do you have? You know, when you're, when you're, when you're, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that you, you've already jumped ahead, actually. Um, you've actually it's jumped tied on together. To, it is. You've jumped ahead to Santosha. Uh, which is contentment. Interestingly right. enough, no, I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I was just saying it's interesting that you're, you know, you're actually you know moving ahead. You're taking that step. You're showing how one leads into the next. Absolutely, mm-hmm. these things are in 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 order that they are for a reason. Each one builds on the one before it. And you're right. Mm-hmm. If you simplified and and cleared your mind then you are now better prepared to deal with whatever life throws at you. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately we don't have a whole hell of a lot of control over it. Right. We might think we do. And we spend a tremendous amount of time suffering over the lack mm-hmm. of control that we're not going to have anyway. I'm one and of those. I mean, I, I, yeah. You know, it's one of the great mm-hmm. illusions um, mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think the Buddhists believe that all suffering is based on illusion. Right. The illusion that we're separate, the illusion that we actually have control over anything, and a few mm-hmm. others. And this comes down to the illusion that we have control over anything. We have control over how we react or respond right. more appropriate. Reacting mm-hmm. is negative. Responding is a positive um Acknowledgement of the situation and a positive action or response to it. Reacting, I think of as knee jerk. You know, it's you know, right. you know, it's like the reflex when you get your you know your knee hit at the doctor's office. That's reacting. But when you can pause, consider the situation. Like you said, that person's probably in a hurry. There's some reason that you're driving like an asshole. 
and mm-hmm. I'm not going to participate. Right. That's a response. Reacting would be to, you know, gesture at them with a single finger or similar actions. And so, you know, you're absolutely right. We've Again, we've moved into Santosha, contentment. If we are content in the situation, now it's not fatalism. I mean, it's not like I have no chance, I have no control, I can't change anything. You know, don't eeyore me. It's, it's just a recognition that things are going to happen and we can respond to them in positive ways. You know, your, your job situation is going to change. Respond to it in a way that is positive and, and productive. Or you can scream and yell and cry and whine and, and bitch and moan and not change anything. Or you can respond and find a way to, to change to deal with, to move on with the situation that has been dealt to you. So that is about contentment. Um, you know, just just being in, in a, a responsive mode. Uh, it, it goes back to what Robin was talking about, gratitude. Now, we talk a lot uh, on this show. We have talked for years about forgiveness and gratitude. Forgiveness is also a part of Satya, as that, that decluttering, decluttering our houses, decluttering our minds. Decluttering our minds is about forgiveness, or forgiveness is part of decluttering our minds. Quit giving energy to stuff that we can't control, stuff that's done, it's past, it's gone. If we hang on to it, then we're giving it energy. We're giving them rent, you know, paying rent and you know, giving them free rent in our head. You know, giving them space. There's, I'm trying to think of the words. Giving them space in our head without charging them rent. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. Then, then you know, Santosha is about gratitude. You know, get up in the morning and say, damn, I'm just glad I got hot water to get a shower. I'm glad I got clean water. I can turn on the tap and drink. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I don't have to go to the, the creek and get water and try to get it purified and everything that goes with it, like Robin mm-hmm. was saying. You know, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to be grateful for. And there's a lot to be content with. Let's face it, we live in the West. And I have traveled the world. And I promise you, getting off an airplane and coming, you know, coming home and getting off an airplane uh, back in the States. Uh, we've got it pretty damn good here, guys, and it's uh, it's it's a whole lot easier to be content when your basic needs are generally cared for every day. You know, you got a roof, you got a bed, you got clothes. You get up in the morning, you get a shower, brush your teeth. You know, after that, yeah. it, everything else is you know is extra. Yeah, I think that um, one of the main obstacles to contentment for uh, particularly people in the West is we have a tendency to create expectations about what our (laughs) life is going to be. I mean, you know, growing up as a girl um, in this country, um, you're, you know, you're taught from a young age, Oh, you're going to plan your wedding and you're going to plan how you're going to have your baby shower and you're going to plan. And, you know, it's so unrealistic. I mean, there are people who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, on on a four-hour party for their wedding, 
and it's just it's only going to do so it ridiculous. Once. Yeah, it, it's it's so ridiculous, and, and and then when we don't get that, it ruins everything, and and it, we lose our focus on the fact that this should be a joyful occasion, whether you're getting married in your backyard under a tree or getting married at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. You know, it should be, it should be a loving, peaceful, wonderful, contented moment. Shouldn't be stress. So, and so many people lose sight of that. I mean, I'm just using that as a very obvious example to this. So when we create expectations, whether they would, would be considered realistic or not, we create our own suffering and it, and it inhibits our contentment. And the key to contentment is to be happy with what you have and not to create expectations. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't strive to be better than you are today, but in a very healthy way, you know, little right. baby steps at a time and not, you know, setting these enormous goals. I'm going to, I'm going to be the CEO of my company in two years. You know, it's, you know, you, you have to just not uh, stretch if that. If you're a senior vice president, that's hard. not far off. If you're in the mail room, you know, that's a bigger leap. Right. You know. Right. Um, and it's not that nobody has ever done the, that, but it's, I mean, it, don't create, don't create pressure on yourself, I guess, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a saying that uh, resentment leads to, or that expectations lead to resentment, and resentment leads to suffering. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I think we've covered contentment. I think it's now time to take a short break. Uh, sure. We're a little past the bottom of the hour. Uh, let's listen to some sitar music, and we'll be back here in just a few minutes here at uh, Ujvala Radio. Stick around.
Thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Terry Power, and I'm joined by my wife, Robin. Hi, darling. And Hello. And you are... You are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Now, before the break, we were talking about the first two of the niyamas, uh, the observations or observances, rather, uh, from uh, the Yoga Sutras by uh, Sage Patanjali. Now, uh, we need to get uh, right into the next ones, or we're not going to finish tonight. We already ran out of time last week. Um, so the next one here, we've already talked about satya, which is cleanliness and decluttering. We've talked about santosha, which is uh, uh, contentment and being happy with what we have and where we are. Now we're going to talk about tapas or self-discipline or right action. Uh, I know people have heard, you, heard, heard me say something about do the next right thing. Sometimes that's the best you can do. When, when the world is coming apart around you, sometimes the best thing you can do is the next right thing. It doesn't have to be the best thing. It just needs to be the right thing. And sometimes that's the best way to go, uh, to, deal with, you know, to deal with a situation. But also this applies to uh, Following through, taking the action that we need to take. Uh, Robin's going to jump in here any second because I'm going to say something about changing your diet, mm-hmm. uh, cultivating a you know a non-judgmental uh, contentment. Going back to uh, Santosha, uh, but if we well, can make the small changes in our lives, then we can mm-hmm. begin to grow and be better tomorrow than we were today. Go ahead. Yep. So the word tapas, which is the name of this one, uh, this niyama, actually translates into the word of heat. Um, and so it's, it refers to the heat that builds um, from effort, from accomplishment. And uh, tapas uh, basically goes along with any discipline um, that you that you willingly and gladly accept and pursue in order to bring about change of some kind in your life, and that can be, you know, better health, or if you want to break a habit and create a better new habit, um, better concentration. You want to change the direction of your life in some way. So tapas helps you focus your energy uh, and creates, you know, activity uh, so that you can make those changes, and they're not it's not the kind of thing where you're going to have these radical changes all of a sudden. This is going to be, you know, one little step at a time. So one or two little changes that will give you better habits in the long run um, and help you find replacement for habits that you used to have that were very, did not serve you well. So now you're going to make these little small changes and things will be better. And that's really, in, in a way, uh, part of, very much part of what the Inspired Group is going to be, just to bring it around full circle. Um, again, <laughs> help us together. See how I did that? That was good, right? That yeah, was nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> but this is this is part of one of the things we're going to talk about is how to physically make the changes that we need to make. And everybody's changes are going to be individualized and different for them. Um, and and this is very powerful, uh, Niyama. Uh, this is one of the ones that I personally f- have to focus on myself and uh, it creates a lot of energy in, in one's life when you yeah. can focus it. Well, no, that's it exactly. It is about focus. It's about sometimes it's about doing the things you know you should do. Sometimes it's about not doing the things you know you ought not do. Um, or if you're in your asana practice, it could be something mm-hmm. as simple as holding that posture just another breath, restraining mm-hmm. yourself from moving, holding on. But then, of course, if you become a junkie and just want to be in asana all the time, then you have to maybe tapas becomes breaking that habitual, you know, habit and finding ways to relax and uh, be content in that as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the the trick to tapas is discipline, not about, you know, obsession. Right. And that's that's the, the, the real key here. So the next of the niyamas is Svadhyaya. Svadhyaya. There we go. This one's a tough one to say. Tougher to do. Because this <laughs> is about self-study. This is looking within. This is looking in the mirror and saying, who are you? This is listening to yourself rant at that guy that cut you off and wondering, where does that anger come from? Where mm-hmm. did, who in the hell is that? Who did I become? Where did that come from? When we can start looking at ourselves holding up the mirror and really looking within and asking, who am I? And answering honestly. You know, when we go back to the, uh, to the yamas and we talk about satya and truthfulness, not lying. That's first and foremost with ourselves. Because until we can be honest with ourselves, we cannot be honest with anyone else, and we certainly cannot change. We cannot bring about change in our lives that will you know, allow us to, uh, to grow, to be more than we are today. And everybody can be a little bit more. Everybody can be a little happier. Not happier with what we have, but happier with who we are. Trust me, I know it is possible to look in the mirror and shave and never really look yourself in the eye. That's true. One of the things that I experienced when I was significantly overweight at one point in my life, I weighed about 310 pounds. I never looked at myself below my neck ever in the mirror, ever, for years and after I had the surgery, um, I made myself look at myself, and it was it was quite difficult. It sounds stupid, but it was a very very difficult thing to do. Yeah, you know this is about 
really looking at, at why we do the things we do. Uncover the patterns of behavior. You know, I I had to go through that some years ago. And mm-hmm. looking at the reasoning behind my actions and the the unconscious patterns, the things that I did out of repetition, the things that I was reacting to something in the past that wasn't real in the present. And when I could observe those things and honestly look at them, then I could break the pattern. I could stop doing those things that were incredibly self-destructive. Mm-hmm. But that only, that only comes with um, honest observation of ourselves. And yeah. Patanjali has something interesting to say in, um, let's see, it's Sutra, uh, the, the second chapter, the 44th um, Sutra, talks about through self-study and reflection, uh, one can attain communion with the divine, basically is what the uh, the meaning of the uh, the sutra. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in uh, in its original Sanskrit. And I'm looking at a uh, uh, translation by Swami Yasvarna or Yasvara. So, uh, you know, his translation and a little bit of commentary. Um, but. When we can look within and honestly see ourselves, then we can see our connection to the divine, and we can walk in communion with the divine. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the benefits of truly observing self. And that's that's wicked cool, because we all feel alone. We all have this, what did I say earlier about the illusions, and the illusion yeah. of separateness. You know. Mm-hmm. The illusion that we are separated from each other, from the divine, from everything. And it's an illusion. When we work through the yamas and the niyamas and we begin to look at ourselves, then we can begin to break down the illusion of separateness and see the divine within ourselves. And then we can start the next chapter. And uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the uh, next of the uh, niyamas. The last of the niyamas, actually, is uh, Ishvara Pranadana. And that is dedication to the highest or to a higher power. It's basically embracing... uh, Walking with God, uh, much like uh, in the last we were talking about brahmacharya, walking with God. Well, this is dedicating yourself to that highest ideal. Uh, just letting yourself go into the sacred. You know, ultimately, that higher power and connecting with it in, in samadhi is the ultimate promise of the sutras 
But at this point, we are ready. If we have followed the yamas and the niyamas, we've spent the time looking within. We're becoming connected to the divine, and we can devote ourselves to that highest power. Then we can really start to make changes and begin the process of removing distractions, focusing, and meditating on a single object, seeking that oneness uh, that is achieved at Samadhi. Robin, did you have anything you wanted to add here? Well, I was just going to say that for me, this one, you know, self-surrender also talks to me about um, <clears throat> surrendering yourself to a higher purpose, to, to trust mm-hmm. in that higher purpose. And for a lot of people, that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, it's it's faith, and it doesn't matter what um, what deity you choose, what what god form you choose. But there's something out there, and to to trust that the universe has got your back, whatever you decide that is, uh, and you know will help you. Um, it's very powerful. And when you practice, you know, some meditation and you, and you really look at the thoughts and things that come to your mind as distractions while you're meditating and um, you can actually quiet them and then actually bring your attention inside to your, you know, to your inner being. And, and, and even if it's just for a few minutes when you meditate, this sort of, opens you up. It sort of uh, transcends your limitations and your attachments mm-hmm. and it gives you that sense and presence of inner stillness. And in those moments is when you're surrendered to that higher purpose and you will hear what, it, what you're supposed to hear. Uh, sometimes people get messages. Sometimes they don't. But it's whatever's going to, wherever you are on your path, those are the moments that are going to help you move forward. <laughs> It kind of reminding me of the catchphrase from our old show, um, sit down, shut up, and listen. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much truth to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every religion, every religion teaches some form of love the divine and love your neighbor. Whether you embrace any religion, none at all, simply have a recognition of the inherent power of the universe loving the divine and loving your neighbor are the kinds of right action now we're back to tapas that Mm -hmm. will bring us through self-study into communion and dedication to a higher power if we dedicate ourselves to loving the divine and loving our neighbors then we won't be worried about, we won't have to think about not hurting. We won't have to think about ahimsa. We won't have to think about satya, satya and not lying. We won't have to think about not stealing, you know, uh, you know, asteya. All of these things will take care of themselves when you dedicate mm-hmm. your heart and your soul to loving loving the divine, loving your neighbor, loving everything around you, 
all of the rest of this will take care of itself. That's why it's the last one, because we have to go through these other steps to get to a point where we can surrender into the, 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 the divine. And when we can express ourselves in love to the universe, then we won't have to even concentrate on the yamas. They'll just be part of our nature. Well, in a lot of ways, like so many uh, spiritual traditions, these are, you know, just sort of guidelines to try to live by to make sure that when you're, you know, your day-to-day life, you're actually happy and you're living a good life and you feel as fulfilled and contented as you possibly can. And these are wonderful uh, guidelines for that. I mean, I wish more people, you know, actually lived this rather than just gave it lip service uh, because I think the world as a whole would be a better place. You know, nonviolence, don't steal. Um, All the yamas and the niyamas, um, they just speak to what society what culture, what our culture should be. Uh, and we've, well, a lot of us cultures have lost sight of that now, these days. Well, yeah, we, we've tried to separate the divine from the mundane. And, you know, we try to, we try to you know, relegate the divine to one day a week. And, we try to separate it from science and, and life. And uh, when we do that, we do a disservice to both, you know, life and the divine and ourselves. We lose something in that transition that need not be. There need not yeah. be a conflict. You know, there need not be a conflict between, you know, love and uh, and and you know everyday life, we don't have to you know cheat and steal to get ahead in the world. We just need to be good. We just need to love, and if we put love into the world, then love will come back to us. It's the law of attraction. Whatever energy mm-hmm. you're putting out is the energy that will come home. It's self reinforcing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Very a, true. It's a like attracts self, like. Yeah, a self-reinforcing feedback loop. And if you do shitty things to people, shitty things will come back to you, and it will mm-hmm. correct your it will correct your actions, or you will be you know you will spiral into a pit of despair and, and suffering. But those are about choices too. So, uh, let's see. We have about five minutes left in the show. Uh, so uh, I want to thank everybody for being with us tonight. Uh, thank especially, as every Tuesday night, we thank our East Coast listeners who are supposed to be falling asleep in the next five minutes. Uh, Ayurveda <laughs> says that we should be in bed by 9 and asleep by 10 Tuesday nights. Now, this isn't actually in Ayurveda, but we say except for Tuesday nights. <laughs> when, you know, when you stay up and, uh, and listen to our show at 9 o'clock on a, on a Tuesday night, on the mm-hmm. East Coast. Now, of course, the uh, Central Time folks are just getting ready to get in bed, and then Mountain and, and Pacific and on around the world. Uh, of course, there's also people in Europe that are already in bed not listening to us. They'll listen to the recording later. So uh, 
with all of that said, the Eastern Time people are making that greatest commitment, and we thank you. Uh, we thank you for being here with us. Uh, we thank all of our listeners for taking time out of your lives uh, to spend an hour with us. Uh, we are truly grateful uh, that that you know you guys do this. It's why we're here. You know, I mean, Robin and I can sit around and have this conversation with a few close friends and and you know get as much you know contentment from it. But we are here to serve, and we're we're hoping that we can uh, use this platform to uh, spread a message that will help uh, make the world better. I mean, in short, I mean not to sound too you know hokey about it, but you know, yeah, I do want world peace. You know, so mm-hmm. um, so uh, thanks again to everyone. You know, your time is valuable, and you spend an hour of it every week with us. So we we thank you for that. Um, uh, reminding everybody to go to the Facebook page and uh, click like uh, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center. Uh, help get the word out. Help help let people know uh, the message that we're that we're spreading and help and and uh, help people to find us so that we can uh, make them a part of the community. Uh, you can check out our website. Uh, UjvalaAYC.com and there you'll have a couple of opportunities to sign up to become a friend of Ujvala, get the newsletter. There will be some exclusive content that only friends will be able to get uh, that the you know general person stumbling across the page won't be able to get until you sign up and uh, become a friend. So uh, let's see. Uh, Robin, did you have a, a about a minute of last words? Um, one of the things that in the niyamas is that, you know, it's like sort of like a do's and don'ts, but it's a very simple do's and don'ts at its core. And if you follow it simply and, and without a lot of, uh, drama, it will create a much better life. You will feel better. You will feel healthier. Your, your anxiety uh, depression, your mood will improve. Um, it's just, it, it, it's like a roadmap to good health and something that should be looked at and used as a little, you know, like checklist every day. And, you know, did I do this? Yes. Did I do that? No. Did I, you know, I mean, you should honestly, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, well, instruction part of to, to a path for your life. Yeah, that's yep. part of self-study, looking back. Um, mm-hmm. A quick reminder also, I almost forgot to uh, to let you guys know or remind you, we will be on a break next week. We will play a, uh, a rebroadcast. Uh, we've gotten a lot of people have asked us to uh, replay the interview that we had with uh, uh, Andy. Andy Betancourt. Uh, the one of the founders of the Yoga Veda Institute, where we are studying. Also, I wanted to remind everybody about the links. That's what I was forgetting. I knew there was something that was that was escaping me, and I wanted to get to uh, the links page and uh, tell everyone to go to ujvalaayc.com slash Y V I dash links. 
That is the page where you can learn about some of the programs that we are studying, uh, everything from the Ayurvedic practitioner, health counselor, the sister science program. This is pretty cool. It is a free program uh, that introduces you to the concepts of Ayurveda. After uh, two weeks of this, you can either say, wow, I'd sure like to jump into this and become, you know, a, you know, a student here. Or you may say, well, that's pretty cool stuff. I'd like to find a practitioner. Of course, you can get in touch with us and we will, uh, uh, Robin will work with you. I can work with you on some of the stuff and, um, and refer you if necessary. So uh, mm-hmm. take a look at these links. And you can just click on the link, and it will take you right to the uh, Yoga Veda Institute website and get you set up with uh, any of the stuff that you want to take a look at. Uh, so, uh, again, that's ujvalaayc.com slash yvi-links. So, uh, good night, everyone. Uh, we hope that you have a week filled with love and with wonder. Good night, namaste, and blessed be. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. (laughs) 